0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to our first episode of Demon Panthers Radio. We invite you to follow us on Instagram as Demon Panthers Radio. Uh, I'm John Keenan,
1: and I am Pia Bedran.
0: uh Today, on our first episode, we will be talking about Latinx leadership in Mexico and the U.S. Uh, <sighs> so for the first, for the first question I have, um. Within the Mexico political sphere, which are who are the most influential um, politicians and what is their chances to change relations with the United States?
1: Well, I think, first of all, that the 2024 elections, which are the following elections to vote for the next president of Mexico, will be very important for Mexico's future, because right now it is not a secret that our current president is a complete fool. So indeed, it is very important that we have good candidates for us to vote in those elections. Right now, there are some speculations about who will go for the presidency in the next elections. One of them is Ricardo Anaya from the political party PAN, which stands for Partido Acción Nacional and has won only two presidencies in all the history of Mexico. Our current president has no interest in nurturing their relationship with the United States, while this Ricardo Naya had in his primary object- objectives in the last uh, uh, elections, uh, not to only nurture that relationship, but to polish it and to look for what we can do that benefits both countries and to build a relationship where we can help each other grow. So I think Anaya is one of the best candidates to change the relationship with the United States. Besides, there is also a new governor in Nuevo León, which is a state that borders the United States. His name is Samuel Garcia. He is a very young uh, candidate. He's only 33 years old and he's part of the political party Movimiento Ciudadano. He has very fresh and new ideas. His wife is a very known influencer in Mexico. He comes from a political party that is kind of new to the country. And he has definitely in mind the importance of having a good relationship with our most important neighbor, which is the United States, of course. So, yeah, I think those are pretty much the most influential politicians that could change the relationship between Mexico and the United States.
0: Uh, For our English listeners, could you um, translate... Uh, the first political party that you said, and then the second one that you said?
1: Yeah, the first one, it's uh, Partido Acción Nacional, which I I think it would be like a National Action Party or something like that. And the second one, which is Movimiento Ciudadano, would be like a citizen movement.
0: And those both are tend to be on the more progressive side of the... Yeah, um,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. All right. And then the next one, Um, are there any new political policies that are worrisome for the Mexican population?
1: Well, yeah, our president has ideologies from the left. He approaches a lot of communist and populist ideologies. So definitely some of the policies he has and he might propose in the near future are worrying. But... Since the proposals have to be approved by the different chambers, it is a little bit hard that he gets to do as he wishes. I think right now, what is worrying is that he in um, is that in the next elections his party wins again. I think that is the most concerning thing right now.
0: The current president of Mexico is the one that like. Argued with Trump on Twitter and whatnot. Or, sorry. Argue, argued with Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States before Joe Biden. Yeah. That's him. Yes. Right. Um, in, in the Mexico political sphere, are there any popular or important women that um, are starting to, you know, carve out their their little place in politics?
1: Well, uh, politics in Mexico is still very manly, made for men, and most of the candidates are men. In the last elections, we saw a lot of more movement from women, a lot more of women running for, for deputies, senators, governors, or other positions in the government. Hopefully, every day, more and more women will be part of politics. Right now, there are seven female governors out of the 32 states in Mexico, which is a huge growth compared to um the past elections but there is no like uh like one woman that it stands for a very important uh, role in politics right now no i would say no
0: all right uh that's seems like the representation of women is kind of poor but hopefully with like our generation that changes um, When you're watching the United States politics play out, assuming that you do, are there any popular Latinx politicians that catch your eye?
1: Well, um, politics is still in Mexico, not a very uh, unfortunately important topic. A lot of people don't care about politics. I'll approach that topic later, another question. But no, I think... And it's not a Latin politician that Kamala Harris is like the um, nearest uh, politician that the Mexican people have like in eye because she is like not uh, fully, I don't know how to say it. like she, I, I think her mom was Indian or something like that. So I think it's like the most um, I, we can relate with, but no.
0: Interesting because there's a popular Puerto Rican uh, politician at least for gen our generation Gen Z and uh, the millennials called um, AOC Alexandria ortez uh, Alexandria Cortez who's uh, very popular and I'm surprised that uh, it hasn't been like a uh, national thing or a a worldwide thing Um, other than politics, are there popular movements that are going on within the Mexican population, such as like in the United States, you see uh, a lot for uh, more uh, better policing, uh, systemic racism that's affecting our black and brown population. Um, Are there anything, is, is there anything like that for the Mexican population?
1: Yes, right now, feminism is a very big movement. Um, I don't know if you know, but Mexico has been a very a very machista country, like very manly, and women had not a lot to say before. So right now, a lot of uh, rights for the women and to like um, equality and a lot of things we don't have. It's right now like a very big movement that goes along with abortion because abortion is not legal, was not legal in a lot of uh, states in Mexico. Right now, uh, I don't know, three months ago, it was uh, legalized and also the LGTB movement because it was like not legal to marry if you were a man, another man or if you were a woman or to another women, or uh, sorry, to another woman. So, yeah, I think for the United States, this is like very 2000, or I don't know, but but yeah, we're like a step behind. So these movements are coming like stronger right now.
0: No, it makes sense. Um, I think the only one that really predates Mexico was uh, Roe v. v. Wade, which was a Supreme Court case legalizing abortion. And I think that was settled in 1979. Uh, The LGBTQ community, the lesbian, uh, gay, bi, trans, and uh, queer community, only got the right, I I say right, even though it, it shouldn't have even been a question, they only got the right to marry each other in... 2015 or 2016 i'm forgetting about that one um but yeah it seems like there's some work to be done uh do you enjoy politics in mexico
1: i will not lie before i didn't i tried to avoid the topic i think it is very polemic uh, i thought that in mexico politics was a joke because uh, mexico was like for a hundred years governed by the same party by the same people and by the same everything. But I've I've grown to like it. So now I do, I really do. I am not deep in politics, but I do enjoy knowing about what is happening in my country, what should happen, what I can do as a citizen, what my obligations are. And I realized that living in like ignorance was not going to change anything. Only being active and participating will make a change.
0: Interesting. When when can you vote? Like, what age can you vote? For? Here in Mexico,
1: you can vote at the age of eighteen.
0: Eighteen. Uh, same same here. Yeah. Um. Are there popular businesses or companies in Mexico? Do you think has the chance have the chance to reach every part of the world and kind of dictate like the next phase of uh, the corporate world?
1: Of course, we have, uh, Bimbo is one of the biggest, it's a bakery company, and it's already like all over the world. We had Corona, like the beer, but it was sold. Uh, But still, it's a huge company that was founded in Mexico. Uh, We have others like Pemex, that it's uh, oil. Uh, FEMSA, uh, which is one of the biggest groups of Mexico. Also, we have Carlos Slim, which owns Grupo Carso. He is one of the richest men in the world. And we have, well, yeah, we have very big companies that are all over the world. Uh, The problem is that only a few, a few people own them. And then you see the other over 40 million people who are living in poverty in Mexico. And it is like heartbreaking to see so much money. And at the same time, the amount of poverty we have in Mexico.
0: Could you touch on that a little bit more? Uh do you know the percentage of people that live below the poverty line? Or the poverty line in the United States is the line in which people can't afford basic goods for themselves if they're money or rent, uh childcare, all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, yeah, Mexico has another like um um uh how would I say, like, politics of, of why someone is poor. One of them is they do not have access to services such as um, hospitals, schools, uh, public, like, light or water. Um, but, yeah, it's over 40. I think this year it raised to 43% of the population that is living in poverty.
0: Oh wow that's a, that's that's a decent amount of people. Um yeah. do you think that Mexico has the chance to become a world leader? If not currently, do you think that within the Latin America realm they are leading the pack?
1: Well, I I don't think Mexico can be uh, like the world leader. I honestly don't. But yeah, I think that we are leaving the the Latin American back, <laughs> let's say. Um, actually, I know a lot of people that come from uh, other Latin America countries, such as I don't know Brazil, or Argentina, Peru, or or Colombia. Uh, that come here and they say like, yeah, o sea, uh, sorry, that's a Spanish word. Uh, yeah, like uh, Mexico, it's better than any other country below. So they come here to study or to live or to look for better opportunities or opportunities. Or, yeah, I think we do lead that part.
0: Interesting. Is there a particular policy that will change when our generation takes control of the Mexican government?
1: Well, in Mexico, politics was a very, like, forgotten topic. Many people don't know much and many don't care. But I think that these new generations are waking up and realizing the importance of politics and how they can change the way we live. If we demand, we will be rewarded. If we don't, then we'll have the same government we have had for the past 200 years. So I think when our generation takes over, many things will change for good. I think we are a generation that is much more conscious about What is going on? And I think also because of technology that now we can see how other countries are doing like at the same time our country is doing. Um, I hope I'm right. Uh, Only time will tell. And things like education, the environment, socially and environmentally responsible businesses and communities will be important within a lot of other things because uh, Mexico right now is not very environmentally responsible
0: let's say what do you think that they could do to better their environment
1: well I think uh, the older generations do not realize how important it is like global warming and climate change and like all the things that it's going on that it's uh, a reality they think it's like a myth but it's not not true exactly. I don't know why so um I think that the new generations are much more aware of what it's happening and then like I don't know if you know but our president like bought two oil refineries to make like um uh, gasoline and it's like all the other countries are coming with these hybrid uh, or electric cars and we are still making gasoline for cars it's like pathetic and yeah. it's, and, it's in- sorry no sorry but yeah like he is an old man and he thinks like the world is still living in the 50s so no there are a lot of things like that we could change for the future
0: it's interesting because in the southwest in the united states a lot of the um renewable energy that we are using comes from the desert, hold on, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. Um,
1: the, the
0: Sonora the Sonora Desert.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And,
0: which is also, it also encompasses Mexico. I'm surprised that there hasn't been more push to put um, th- that renewable uh, energy yeah. out there.
1: To be honest, the last president was a little bit more aware of where the country should uh like uh go the direction it should follow, but this president was a total uh like uh, taking back uh, steps back, so yeah, I think the next president will change that a little
0: um what changes do you think will happen within Mexico within the next ten years?
1: Hopefully, more informed elections. Like I said, Mexico is a country in which over 40% of its population is poor. So many people didn't go to school. Of course, they don't have at the green college. Some do not know how to write or read. So they don't know about politics either. Many people in Mexico bought, vote for the one who looks the best the one who they understand the best because he or she talks slow, the one whom they can relate to and many because of the benefits the candidate gives to them, such as groceries, vouchers, home appliances, etc. Um, Also, hopefully poverty in Mexico will decrease. The education system definitely has to change. Uh, The matter is when or if it will ever change. But those are the things I think should and may change in Mexico in the next 10 years. Um yeah.
0: It seems like a recurring theme within our our podcast was that poverty is huge in Mexico. Um are there social programs that help with that As such like in the United States we have food stamps, we have Medicare. Um all for actually sorry it's not medicare it's medicaid medicaid and we have a bunch of other programs to help people that are on hard times to put it diplomatically
1: well Um, we do have programs but they do not work (laughs) the system is like just not enough there is so many people like living in these conditions that it's It's very hard. Um, We have a lot of like native uh, uh, communities still that live. If you were there, you would think you are in a different country than that. It's not Mexico, Um, but no, the government is not very like supporting with the people. They just want money and power, and they really don't care about if people is not like having a a good time.
0: That's interesting um it's it's heartbreaking to hear that because there's, there's obviously poverty everywhere and definitely definitely hearing it so widespread even in other countries is is a little heartbreaking. Is it mostly outside of the major cities in Mexico or is it confined like everywhere?
1: I think that's the funny thing in Mexico you can be in a very like high class Um, neighborhood with very pretty houses and trees and everything green and then like the next block it's poverty like like communities got like in the middle of the cities where they were growing and there is like a nice place and they're not so so much a nice place and of course the like extreme poverty is not uh, like In the cities, in the big cities, it's a little bit more on the outside or in the countryside.
0: Interesting. Well, that's all the time we have. Uh, I just want to thank you for coming.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. And we remind you to follow us on Instagram as demonpanthers.radio. I am Pia Bedran.
0: I'm John Keenan.
1: And hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next time. Bye. Bye.